0: What's up, Nana Nation and lovers of the Toronto Blue Jays? What's up, everybody? This is Anthony. I'll recording live and direct from the Billy Shearer's podcast studio. And right before I get you into the action, I'm joined by Bob Walker, as I am almost every Jays edition. Uh, we go deep on this one. Got like a 45-minute play time on this, and it is all go guns a-blazing with uh, the Blue Jays kind of the only ticket in town that's not really in town at all. I think they're getting lots of attention. So uh, a lot of good things about the Jays, a lot of bad things. We cover all that stuff. Uh, If you like the Jays edition, please reach out. With that being said, I just want to thank the people who have reached out after the latest edition of Self Therapy. Uh, It was a near and dear one to my heart, and I'm very grateful for all the people who have reached out Uh, since then. Really, I think it's the most feedback I've gotten on a pod in quite a while. So thank you. It means a lot. And just know that... Just little things like that go a long way. So thanks so much for reaching out. Uh, With that being said, before you even have a chance to notice this podcast is downloading onto your pod feed, you will see a brand new Nothing But Miss, our NBA podcast. That's right. Ba is doing double duty. Him and Melky link up, and they talk some hoops and the playoffs, baby. Um, the only other thing I want to say is Melky's going to be joining me. So we got quite the trifecta of voices happening uh, for the next uh, releases. And Melk and Cookie is back. I think this is number nine. It's going to be a good one. I'm pretty excited about this one. Uh, I'll leave all the details. I don't want to give it away just yet. You'll see it in your pod feed coming uh, early, early next week. Uh, with that being said, just a quick word from our sponsors. na 3 Project, uh, sorry, the NA30 Network is a project and you know we always believe in passion over paycheck but sometimes we need a paycheck for our passions to run and the good people at smoothmyballs.com are helping us with that that dream If you want to support the podcast, support the people that support the podcast. That's right. Check out smoothmyballs.com. Use promo code NA30 and you'll save 15% on your order. Pretty sweet. They have amazing products like the the sack mat. Who doesn't know what a sack mat is? It's kind of like a yoga mat but better. It gives you perfect geometric uh, lineups so that you can shave your balls and maybe even your taint your butthole lots of great places if you think that's great why don't you check out the pube muncher that's right the pube muncher i said it now i know you got called that back in high school but this is for real this is a small little robot and it sucks up your pubes it eats your pubes if you will so you don't leave those dark and curlies all over the sink next to your toothbrush you dirt ball with that being said, thank you so much for supporting the show. Thank you so much for downloading this. This is Any Thirty Network. We got a lot of good things coming up. We got a lot of good things in the vault. Check us out, baby.
1: Once again,
0: again. say the crack of the can. Start of the pod. What's up, 9 Nation and lovers of your Toronto Blue Jays? I'm Anthony L. recording live and direct from the new Billy Shears podcast, still in lovely Milton, Ontario. Joining me via his brand new studio is my homeboy from Blue Jayville, Mr. Ball
1: Walker. What's up, baby? Yo, what up? What up? No hey. blue background anymore, baby. Let's Ooh, go. Moving on up, baby. Moving on up. <laughs> yeah, I do you... sports memorabilia now. Come on. Have you named your studio yet? No, no. That's going to be. There's got to be the wine bottle smashing, the nice. coronation, the Champagne. giant spurs, Yeah, it's yeah. a whole process.
0: So I'm not there yet. Okay, man. Okay. Well, listen. I'm excited for the debut of Boz Boz Podcasting Studio or whatever it will be named.
1: Yeah, come on. Better name than that, Jesus Christ. Ah, a- <laughs> I've been waiting to beat you with the bobblehead. I I never will, but I need to compete. I need to. Compete. Yeah, that's okay. I ordered that one that you asked for. So
0: whenever I get it, you'll get it. All right, my man, Blue Jays, Blue Jays, Blue Jays. You know, now that our beloved Toronto Maple Leafs have been eliminated from the playoffs, Mm -hmm. well, actually, it's been been like three weeks since that happened. But since that's happened, I had to take a break from sports. I couldn't (laughs) watch the Blue Jays. I couldn't watch anything. I couldn't even talk about sports. Um, We recorded a podcast about it. I got liver damage from it. Um, At the end of the day, though, I'm still standing. You're
1: standing better than ever, taller than ever. And the Blue Jays are playing 500? 500. Run from it. Dread it. It arrives, buddy.
0: You know, it goes high and low. Right now, as we're speaking, the Blue Jays are currently playing the New York Yankees. Uh, It's 3-3 tie. I don't know if if, if everyone sprung ahead. The, The Jays are so weird to watch right now. They yeah. they get – when they're good, they're really good. And when they're bad, they are Baltimore bad.
1: Yeah, you pretty much nailed it, buddy. It's um, it's a real complicated relationship with the Jays. I'm actually not as pessimistic as a lot of people I know right now because after that Leaf just whole fiasco, I'm going to give them a bit of a benefit of doubt. The crazy injuries, the shit we've dealt with, Buffalo. Like I'm going to let them have a couple of excuses. That being said, being owned by such a massive corporation – we, sh- we had the money to get depth for the situation, and it pisses me off. But I'm, I'm actually kind of enjoying the games because the offense is there. I know we'll get into it more. But, man, the uh, closing out of games is very frustrating, El Jefe, very frustrating.
0: You're not wrong, my man. Let's move on. Uh, so just just, just in a nutshell, when I started making notes for this, this episode, the Jays were like three or four games above 500, looking good. They get into the series with Boston, and I just want to touch on it a little bit. Yeah, that yeah. first game against Boston, in Boston, uh, the Red Sox come back, win at 6-5, and I, you know, like, I've been to Boston, I've been to Fenway, and I've seen the Blue Jays play in Fenway. I was lucky enough to see the Blue Jays win in Fenway, and I thought they were going to hold on. I thought they were going to hold on by the skin of their teeth and win this game, but the Boston Red Sox showed what every team that needs to compete showed. They can get it done when it counts. The Jays, on the other hand, could not get it done. Although, fast forward 24 hours, they smashed the shit out of Boston, destroying them. Uh, A new major league, right? Okay, let's just put this in perspective here. The Red Sox have been around for over 100 years. Yeah. Fenway has been around for over 100 years. No other fucking teams hit eight home runs at Fenway Park. Mind-blowing. The Jays fucking smash. What was it, like... 13-3 13 3 or some shit like that, or
1: 17 3? Oh, yeah, it was more than 13. I'm pretty sure it was 1718. 18. But yeah. uh, the, the emojis coming from Mama Walks texting me were unreal about Vladdy. Just the absolute, the arm pump, blue hearts, everything. Like, yes. It was quite the game to watch. Just going yard after yard after yard. Man, Lord steps up. Boom. Vladdy's doing his thing. Unreal. And then Sam Everyone, everyone's in- mashing. Blown games, though. Yes. Can-
0: yeah. So, I, so I, I, what I'm trying to what I'm trying to get at here is like this game. Is, this team is so hot and cold right now, and you know I I really respect Stephen Brunt. I really enjoy his coverage of the Jays. <clears throat> Excuse me. And one thing he was saying is, it, at this mark of this season, it's okay to still like blow leads. As long as, long as you're, you're still at 500, or sorry, as long as your win-loss is at 500, you're not losing six games in a row, you know, like, it's okay to do this at the 60-game mark. When you can't do this, is at the 80 or 90-game mark. So right now, it's okay. And he, he kind of quoted as the figure it out, figuring it out stage. I'm, I find that hard to believe, that they're still figuring it out. The problem is glaring. We're, we're going to get into it. The problem is glaring. And if you're listening to this, you probably know what the problem is already. We're going to get to it before I, before we get, before we get into the, what the obvious problem is, please. Can we talk about the good stuff? Yeah. Why not? Fucking Vladdy, Vladdy being Vladdy, baby smashing and mashing.
1: Unreal dude. This guy looks like an absolute superstar going bomb. I mean the apology form that everybody had to fill out at the start of season for doubting this guy. Yeah. I filled that out as well. I mean, this guy is a superstar. (laughs) And what you were speaking about before, Vladi, like I see him just keeping the pace. I don't care. I'm going to be just a homer about that. But my biggest worry with this team is if this offense regresses and these glaring issues we have. I'll save that for the negative part. Back yeah, to yeah, yeah. Batting. I mean, Vlad just, I don't know, this whole team, when it comes to offense, like we need to win 10, 9 games. All right. I guess we're winning 10, 9 games. That's how we're going to do it.
0: Yeah, and I finally look. I finally found that Boston game is eighteen to four. It was like 18, a uh, huge yeah. blow. Yeah, so uh, Vladdy leading the league in home runs, um, on, uh, on base percentage. Like the, the guy's leading all major offensive categories across yeah. the league. We're not talking NLAL. We're talking all of Major League Baseball. The guy's insane, and maybe the the front runner for the MVP that, this season. I mean. Show me Atani is, is incredible. The fact that he's pitching and hitting in the American League in 2021, he's got a really good chance to win it as well too. But Vladdy's numbers at his age are just mega superstar. It's beyond, it's beyond anything else.
1: Yeah, I had to write down the numbers, man, because they're just crazy. Like, it is definitely a two-horse race, but 22 home runs, .343. Like his RBI, fifty-six. Like it's just on-base percentage, four four seven. Like it's crazy what he's doing right now, and he's so young. I mean, people were almost ready to write him off. I know that's like the Toronto market, and we're kind of just used to failure happening with our teams. But I mean, this is legit superstar numbers. Yeah, these
0: are these are. I mean, in hockey, they always talk about the generational talents. The Crosbys, McDavid's, Matthews, like whatever. Vladdy is this generational talent. And the beautiful thing is the Jays the Jays saw this when he was 13, year old, 13 years old and signed into a $13 million deal. They know what kind of value. This guy's going to cost a lot of money coming up. The Jays oh, have yeah. the money to spend on him. But I am absolutely amazed with the turnaround season. Couldn't be happier for the guy you know, he had such a, he had that beautiful breakout year, his first year, the first full season, granted it's a fucking weird COVID season, whatever, kind of like puts on the weight, can't hit the ball, chasing everything, looking like a dud. But then the, the the boy turns into a man, comes to spring train looking like me, a cool 235, and just mashing. And I love it. I'm, I'm so amped up. And to Vlad, I'm going to pull the Vladdy bobblehead out for this one. Let's do it. Vladdy. We love you, baby. We love you. Two seven in your program, number one in your hearts. So let's go, baby. Big plus, big, big plus.
1: Yeah, we need an MVP to come to Toronto. We need to remind people how good we were in, with those 80s, 90s team. Like we need to bring that glory back, and Vladdy's right. gonna do it.
0: But you know, Vladdy's incredible. And we in the you know, in the World Series years, can you believe it that the Jays didn't have one MVP on that team? It blows my mind you got a guy like Roberto Alomar. Uh, I mean, right now, Roberto Alomar is kind of in hot water, but um, <laughs> Roberto Alomar, Hall of Famer, um, all-star second baseman, all-time second baseman, um, amazing, never got an MVP. You had Josh Donaldson who got one, and you have George Bell. Those are the only, only two MVPs in Blue Jay history. Vladdy could be the next.
1: I hope so, man, because the one thing I feel about Toronto teams when it comes to, like, NBA, MLB is, uh, you know, out of like state out of mind when it comes to us. It's like if their reporters aren't seeing us in the AL East constantly, then if we don't have that one standout, like Vladdy where you have to pay attention because he's making highlights, then sometimes we go to the wayside and it's so frustrating.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right. So moving on, um, Vladdy doing incredible things. You have other guys in the offense, Marcus Semyon, which when they they signed
1: him, I'm so glad you brought him up next. I wanted to shout out to him. I thought
0: for sure this was yeah. going to be like, okay, this is like Joe Panic 2021. He's going to be okay. Yeah. Dude's mashing. First of all, he is like the NL second baseman of the month. Yeah. Uh, leads all second basemen in home runs. Just smashing the ball, having a great season. The only downside on this guy is that we only signed him for one year. Here's the big question. Do you flip him for a really good
1: arm? Well, Well, I mean, you 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 might hold on to him. Well, here's the thing, man. I want to hold on to him. I want him to sign. You and I brought it up multiple times, the worry, even at second base, that position. And he's come in. And like you said, been lights out. Now, there's a glaring issue. Obviously, something needs to be done with pitching. And if you're not going to get rid of someone like him who's at his highest, like what we can trade him away for, then you're going to have to give away one of our young guns. And any fan listening to this, are you willing to give away Biggio or somebody to bring in what a closer or maybe uh okay, like middle of the pack starting pitcher? Are you, I'm, I'm not. So no, yeah. for me, that doesn't make any sense.
0: Let's keep going through the good
1: before we get into the bad, because
0: I think there's a lot of great things we can talk about here. Uh, okay. So, so we talked about Marcus Semyon having a great year. 77 we, hits, we, baby. Let's go. I'm you know i I'm so impressed. I'm so happy with the signing and, you know, Shacken's always got like a, a bad rap, especially here. But uh, towards last year, you know, I think I flipped you on them. I, I, I've been on the Atkins Shapiro bandwagon for about three seasons now. Initially, you know, when they started to dismantle that 2015-2016 team, you know, they didn't make a lot of people happy with those moves. But as yeah, you can see now, were- what's that?
1: I said the trades at the time were iffy. Mama Watts
0: right. was pissed. Yeah. So uh, now, all those things are starting to pay off.
1: Yeah. We have
0: so we have the we have Semyon. Vladdy's doing great. Um, Bo Bichette is having a hot and cold year, but I think he's hotter than he is colder. His defensive play is still in great. You know, they they go back and forth. I still believe within the next coming seasons we're going to see him move to second base and something at third base is going to happen. Um, but I think he's having a great se- a great follow up season. Do you have any thoughts on Bo?
1: Um- I actually have somewhat liked this season. I agree that it's hot and cold, but you know what? I was watching May highlights of this kid. He made some pretty good shortstop plays, like not a lot, but there were a few there. You see the potential. And you know what? 77 hits, 42 RBI. I think he's got 14 home runs. So so the batting is there for a young guy. So um, compared to Biggio, who's not having the greatest, uh, Bichette, I'm, I'm actually positive to find the positive in it. But But yeah, there are times where there are some glaring issues in the outfield or the infield
0: yeah um we'll we'll talk about Kevin Beggio right now came back from the injury really didn't get any conditions and just threw him back into it um he's he is having a little bit of an off season it could be a couple things it could be a nagging injury for him I think it's very curious because now they're starting to jostle him around yeah and I don't know if they're doing that as a trade bait um uh tactic
1: or what they just don't know like what is it yeah
0: yeah, I mean, I don't, know, I don't love him at third. I, I know that they tried him at second initially. I know that when he was coming up through the ranks, he was playing a lot of second base and a lot of outfield. But the outfield is, like, just a transition. Like, Abigio, I think, we'll, he'll sort out. I think he's, he's just an older, young guy. That's the only thing. He's not, he's not as young as Vladimir Bo. So they need to figure out what to do with him. I don't want them to trade him. I think he has a lot of upside still. You too, he has a lot of, like, growing upside to do. I do think Rowdy Teles has played his, his last season as a Blue Jay. I don't think he'll finish his season as a Blue Jay. Uh, he may, depending on if anybody else gets injured. But what I want to transition into is the outfield because uh, Springer Report... Springer Report. Guy plays in Buffalo today, goes one for four with a double. Center field, yep. yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, it looks like they're going to give him one more game in Buffalo and then bring him up. Uh, the $150 million man finally probably by the end of the week we'll be playing or maybe the beginning of next week we'll be playing for the blue jays finally
1: yeah i don't think he's going to make the weekend uh series so i think it's going to be next week but it just i know outfield like is stronger than our infield but you bring him in it solidifies and you know what the batting rotation just starts to come a bit more together the lineup like it's just positive all around when this guy is in i cannot wait to finally see him in that Jays uniform and hopefully stay healthy and, and actually go because the biggest thing, and I almost wanted to bring it up at the start, is after tonight's game, folks, we've got one hell of an easy schedule coming up. And with Springer coming back, like, I mean, we played Baltimore twice, I think Seattle, yeah. Miami. So yeah, you're right. Yep. This, this is the time that we need to start lighting it up. Springer's back. I mean, we've had so many guys like injury, but a couple of guys are coming back. So let's go.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ju- just just. Um, to to touch on what you're saying, they have Baltimore, Miami, Baltimore again, and then Seattle. So, like, really all teams beneath them. uh, Baltimore, I mean, Baltimore's giving away wins. Like, they're not even showing up to games. Uh, They've got a a, a crop of young players that can go, but they're still not putting that all together. Uh, What I want to talk about in the outfield is, about two weeks ago when Gritchick was on fire, you know, like, I was really hoping that they could make a deal and just make do with, like, a uh, Jonathan Davis in the outfield or something just to kind of give um, to get to sell Grichuk at a high because right now he's he, you know he's kind of starting to hit the shits. So um, I was hoping that they could make something happen. It looks like they're going to hold on to him because doesn't we don't know enough about Springer and if he's going to stay healthy this season. Oblique is a pain in the ass injury and you know it's a confidence thing too for him. So I'd be interested to see what happens when Biggio goes out into the outfield and plays. That makes me curious. Do they have a deal for Guriel in place where they might be moving him? I'm so curious to see what happens with this outfield because it's a very crowded outfield. Uh, Hernandez, who is your defending silver slugger, who actually had an okay season. He had a two-run homer a couple nights ago. Um, but he's had an okay season so far. He hasn't really warmed up, heated up. Springer, obviously, only played five games all season. I don't even remember what he looks like in a Blue Jays uniform. you got got um, Goriel. Bijou plays Jonathan Davis, who's lights out with speed and defense. So, the, I mean, that's a lot, a lot out there, man. A lot. You got five guys who can go on a three-man position. So, someone's got to give at some point.
1: Yeah, and Teo is what on paternity leave, I think, right now. So, Damn. hopefully, he's getting that new dad momentum.
0: No, um, no, no. Davis is on uh, paternity. Dave,
1: Dave is on paternity. My bad. Yeah. So, hopefully, he's getting some new dad uh, juju. But Get yeah, that's strength. Gritch- yeah. You're so right about that because it's funny. I went on to Reddit and Instagram over the last few days, just kind of gauging the opinions of people. He is a hated man in Toronto territory right now. Great Like really? That is. Yeah. People are wanting to burn him at the SIG and he is, uh, really shitty. So <laughs> I kind of, I, I don't know, man. You know what I see? I definitely see something happen. You're right. It's too crowded. We have two glaring issues at other, like it just makes sense naturally that someone's going to have to go and Unfortunately, I hope not. It's going to be one of the guys who's actually buzzing. But
0: yeah, I, I mean, to get what we need, I think I think you have to let go of. I think it's going to be Gabriel. I It could be Hernandez. Like, yeah. I, and I, to be honest, I wouldn't even mind it to be Hernandez. Like, defensively, he's okay. Offensively, he's good. He's a threat. But we have threats on the team. What we need, what we need, I think, is you got Springer, who's not necessarily a superpower guy, but he's a contact guy. You have. Goriel, who's a contact guy, you have Gretzik, who's a power guy. So I, I don't. I think you got enough out there to make it work. Um, so I don't know. I, it doesn't really. I think Hernandez is the odd guy out because I think they like Goriel more because of his athleticism more than Hernandez. Um, I got through these numbers out there because this is something of beauty. The offense is hot. When I talk about the offense is hot, first in the majors. These are all in the majors. First in the majors for home runs, 103. Second in the majors for slugging average, 449. Second in the majors on OPS, 773. Second in the majors for batting average, 261, which will be higher at the end of this week, I promise. Yeah. Third in the majors on hits with 586. Fifth in the majors on on on-base percentage at 325. Now, this is the one I think I'm most proud of for the Jays. 25th in the majors in strikeouts. That is a huge stat. Keep in mind, there's like fucking 30 teams in the league. Uh, 27, whatever it is. When you're 25th in the majors for striking out, that means you're not fucking chasing. Pitchers have a harder time to deal with you. You're grinding pitchers out, and that's amazing. So I'm really, really happy with that. Um, so, I mean, those are like some big positives. I'm very happy about the Jays and looking to the future. The bats are there. The offense is there. It's everything else that needs to get short up
1: yeah 100% man when you posted all of those in the place we're in I was just on cloud nine looking at them like you said first and majors home run 103 like it's just it's just crazy what's going on all the bats I mean pitchers they're they're freaking out when they're coming to play us because we're reading them perfectly and I guess with all this controversy with the ball now has you know you have to use your natural talent it's only going to get better for us I think so
0: <laughs> I mean, you know, you, you saw, we saw it in the game against New York, Garrett Cole, maybe the top pitcher in the American League right now, or maybe the best pitcher in, in baseball. Who knows? Uh, Garrett Cole. Yeah, he won the game. They won two one game, but he gave up another home run. That's one hundred and three on the board. Like the, the Jays, um, the, they're the Jays of old, the Jays of power. You know, like th- this was a 2015 model. Although the, this team can play small ball, which I'm much more relieved about, yes, there's mashers, but yes, there's small ball happening too. Guerrero is mashing right now, but he's a contact guy; he's not a power guy. So the fact that he's there, Bouchette, a contact guy, these these are all like great bonuses to have. So I just I've love always it. I just,
1: loved it. Yeah, I've loved it when we've ever we've always had a high on base percentage man. Like it just absolutely gets me going.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I I'm on board for that. I'm super happy about it. Um, but I guess all good things must come to an end.
1: Wow, wow.
0: Let's talk about what's hurting this team. And I you know what? That could be at the beginning of the season, we thought for sure it was going to be starting pitching.
1: The starting pitching
0: is not that bad.
1: Yeah, it's not great. No, like Ryu's what our our leader uh, earned run is it had uh, it?
0: Ryu I think I think he's like I think he's like even uh, like four and four or five and five or six and five or something like that or five and yeah. six. Yeah. On oh, his yeah. on his but really giving the, the Jays a chance to win. He's only had one bad game all season. Stripling has been actually like really good. I right think the going to be good. Robbie Ray has been really good, and the the Cats is Mats is backs baby because Steve Matz is maybe the Jays' best pitcher right now.
1: Yeah, it's kind of crazy how confident and good he looks out there for us.
0: You know, I think he's happy to be in a new, new uh, scene, uh, change of scenery. I think he's really proving to the team that he has some value to the team. And those are three starters. Now they don't scare like uh, opponents, but we have Nate Pearson, who right now is fucking lost. Nate yeah. Pearson in the minors can't fucking buy a strikeout, and we he might on him up. Who knows? I don't think they're going to do it. I think they're going to keep him there till he figures it out because he he is too talented to fucking destroy. If they, if they bring him up here and he gets light, if he just gets like crushed, you got Alec Mahoney, who's up and looking fantastic. He could be your number four guy, and he's a gem. And you keep him at number four, he could be in a really good spot. I think the starting pitching's okay. It's not great. It's not good. It's just okay. But when you're mashing teams, eighteen to four. You might be okay with with lighting up six runs, so I'm okay with that.
1: Yeah, me too, man. Like as long as, that's the problem with this J.C. man. We were questioning, like you said, starting pitching. But if it's serviceable, it doesn't matter. The point of sports is to score more than the opponent. So if we win ten nine, we still get the win.
0: So we're the win. not
1: closing out games. That is right. the most frustrating part. And Matt, shout out seven wins leading the team, buddy. Love it, but. I mean, they're just not getting the backup they need. It's very frustrating.
0: There's a good chance that Steven Matz gets 20 wins this season. And yeah. that's crazy because we got this guy on a sweetheart deal. So that's incredible. Um, moving on to the real glaring issue, the bullpen. Yeah, The bullpen I was fucking raving about in the offseason when the season started last year. This The, the numbers were almost elite level this year. You cannot fucking buy. Yo, what is Kendris Morales doing? Can he come in and pitch a fucking game? Because that dude, I think, had a better ERA as a first baseman slash DH than this fucking bullpen. This bullpen is fucking garbage, and it's not. Listen, I get it. Like, Like nine guys on the injured reserve. I get it. But fuck, could we not get a fucking break?
1: Yeah, I want to bring up the amount of injuries with this. Like That's why I was trying to give them a little bit of leniency. And, I mean, Dolis is out now, what, 10-day IL with finger strain. So, I mean, it just keeps happening. But, again, we are owned by, what, Rogers, one of the biggest companies in this country. We have the financial capabilities to have depth for these situations. And when you want to go far in a baseball season and get 80, 90 wins and make it, this is where depth comes in. And it's so frustrating because they did address some issues for pitching in the offseason. and we both said in the right direction, but obviously not enough.
0: Yeah, um, I know that they went in thinking we've got arms here. We have Julian Merriweather. We have Dolis. We have Romano. We have. The- yeah, and early on, like when when we did our our second app, early on it looked really good because they were they were there. They were doing their job. They were making it count. I think they have, like, six guys with saves right now, which yes. is hilarious. Because didn't we talk about, it like, at the beginning, like, wh- like how many guys we've got to save this year? And, like, you said four, and I said, like, 26. You know, like, it's insane. It's insane because...
1: Yeah, Romano has three, Dulles has three, Castro one, Malone one, and... Merriweather. And Merriweather two.
0: Yeah, so... I mean, yeah, they've got, they got a, like, I mean, do you need a closer? I don't know. I don't know if, if you need a closer in today's baseball, but what you do need is a bullpen that fucking does some work and they're losing games in the seventh fucking inning. They're up like the, you know, the, that, um, Boston game, they were up. What was it? Uh, five, three or six, three or something lost it in the seventh inning. They couldn't get, they couldn't get anything going, Boston had all the momentum and they just steamed roll them, roll them. It, it was heartbreaking that the bullpen couldn't, they couldn't fucking buy it. Poor Charlie Montoyo is fucking sitting on the bench trying to be, like, fucking Latino cool, and he couldn't
1: fucking do that because his team was fucking shooting the bed. Yeah, and by the way, Tyler Chatwood just came in, so not great for tonight. But, I mean, the first and last game of that Boston series, both games are blown wins. So, yeah. we should have had that. That is the most frustrating part because if we win that series going into Yankees, I mean, it sucks. But even if we lost this, it's, it's okay. It is what it is, man. We split the Boston Yankees series. But just quickly... I was writing a little timeline because I'm trying to, you know, defend them a bit. So here we had Ken Giles, right? He comes down with an arm injury. Giles is injured. We sign Kirby Yates. He goes down. Julian Merriweather comes in. Dominant closer, and then he gets hurt. Jays trade for David Phelps. I mean, this guy comes in, he's dominant. Now he's down. Jays also have Baruki, Cole, and Bergen down with injuries. I mean, that is kind of crazy.
0: That is weird. It is. Like, it's a lot. yeah I mean I, I didn't I didn't like the fact that they let Giles Walk. I thought he did a very good job in Toronto. I thought for I think he had like one blown save, even though he had like a big injury, like a big injury in between it. he had like one blown save in the, the season, which is incredible for any closer. and the other thing too is like nobody like he fucking signed in Seattle. nobody fucking took a chance on this guy and he had an, a great season in Toronto. They could have probably signed him for decent money and still kept him. Romano, still sign Yates, who, had a, who didn't play last season, and still have Dolis, because, because you obviously need more than one arm because every fucking pitcher in baseball is going down. It's just like the fucking NBA. NBA, fucking LeBron's out there crying about bitches being injured in the playoffs. Yeah, well, yeah, we, I'll, I'll save that for nothing but miss. But, I mean, a lot, a lot of fucking arms are going down, and you let a fucking really good, serviceable arm walk. You didn't even fucking
1: get anything for him. Yeah, it sounds like we're about to sign John Axford, buddy. That's oh my god. god. Throwing you know 9 what or whatever I heard the other day. Really? Yeah,
0: yeah, apparently. <laughs> I mean, at this point, why not? That's I mean, what at I'm this saying. point. You what's Joe Biagini doing? Like, you can get him, but what he what's he up to?
1: Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. See, see what Tom Hankey's up to. I mean, it it's it just hard. It's hard to believe. So I I got I got some things here about about the pitching about how bad it is. So So I'm going to start with the Good news? Okay. 14th in the majors in ERA with just under four. Now, is 14th good? I mean, it's middle of the pack. So the only, the only, the only way I, I look at this as a positive is the fact that they're first or second or third in all the other major offensive categories. So middle of the pack pitching or ERA, you'll still win games because you're mashing. So I feel pretty good about that. So that, I mean, I mean, it's not first and not second, but it's not last. And that's what I think is really key. Um, 17th in the major in wins. So their there's starting rotation has 17 wins, which is middle of the pack again. So again, not great, but not fucking last place. Um, 26 in the majors in saves with 11, but that comes with a caveat because three teams are tied with them. So like really like they're basically tied for last in saves. Um, and the best pitching stat, they're tied for fifth with the defending champs, the LA Dodgers, for home runs given up. Yeah. This team does not give up home runs. They've given up 87 home runs. We know from our amazing stat, first in the league, we have 103 home runs. When you have more home runs than your opposition, that's usually a really good thing. And they have a lot more than their opposition. And that's a big deal
1: yeah it's it's frustrating for me too with the wins that were not in the top 15 Man, that that was one that i just personally wanted to get and i think it's like a strong correlation with the like that those that pitching is not competing numbers you're right it's serviceable and what makes it good for us is how good our bats and offense because like i said earlier in the podcast any form of regression and that's not looking as serviceable as good so it's it's towing a line right now where closing and they get a little bit of help, some injury help, maybe a trade comes in, like, you can work with that. We can move up to compete second, third. There's no reason we're not. Yeah, I mean,
0: if they were 15th, I would feel a little bit better about it. I mean, I I don't know what the the difference between 17th and 15th would be, but when you just look at it as, like, an odds-on favorite, like, they're in the top half of wins as opposed to the bottom half of wins, even though they're at the top list of the bottom half.
1: I mean, oh, but I'm just a weirdo who does projections at the start where I want them to, you, you know, so it's all. <laughs> all right, so uh,
0: the way I see it, they're eight and a half games back in first, play, uh, first place in the LA. Yeah. LA, wow, AL East. And I think, I don't know if anyone's catching Tampa, but this Blue Jay team is better than the Yankees in almost every facet except for closing pitching. And I think that's a big deal because the Yankees are supposed to be like the prodigal son and they're not, they're, they're, they're not playing together. There's something wrong with that chemistry. I think they brought in uh rugged little And I think that actually caused them to be worse. I think this guy's kind of working as a cancer on the team. He He's see a see shit. that fucking, yeah. And see see that weird rat, rat thing he had on his face. And I just, looks like a fat kid, a short fat kid. I don't, it doesn't make any sense to me, but um, the Jays need to be better than the Yankees. And the Jays could be better than the Red Sox, and if they they can put those things together, they can be in second place. They can own the wild card position and and give themselves a chance to play in the playoffs. But they have to string a wing, uh, they have to string wins together, and they they have to do it relatively soon. Like they have to figure out a five to eight game win streak right now, so that in the end of August they're not fucking trying to beat fucking Baltimore and they're going to end up losing like 11 to one against Baltimore for some stupid reason, because they need a win and they can't get the win. Yeah. They need those wins now.
1: Yeah, and like we said, they have one of the easiest schedules in the whole MLB coming up. So now is your time to shine, guys, because you're right. We should be competing. We should be in that third-place spot, no doubt about it. And unfortunately for the Jays, you guys kind of put this expectation on yourself last year with how you kind of ended and the momentum going. And you know what? Maybe it's a blessing that we're just, you know, at this point— fighting for wild card, and, and we're like kind of one of those teams that's going to get in the playoffs, maybe not compete much. We're still a couple of years away from being dominating, but you guys, like I said, put it on yourself and we should be in that third spot, like just at least one or two games behind Boston at most.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Um, I, I think, I think when we look at the alignment, you, if, if they can strain, like, let's say they go, they go on a tear and they end up, just smoking Baltimore and and maybe even losing a couple games in between the, um, what was it, Seattle and um, whatever. They have Tampa right after the suit. But if they can it's get – Miami too, yeah. Oh, Miami, yeah. So yeah. If, if they lose one game in the Miami series, but they crush Baltimore and they end up, you know, whatever, splitting with Tampa or whatever, that is a possibility of 10 games one yeah That's a, like, I mean, and that's doable. And I, they don't even need to fucking try that hard – they just have to keep doing what they're doing. And I mean, I know that's hard at the major leagues, but they can do that. They can, they can make that work.
1: Absolutely, man. These are going to be expected wins against teams like Baltimore and stuff. And this young team with this confidence, you you need to go out and perform. You need to build this 10 games. I mean, think about our next episode. If they dominate all these series, like they're supposed to, what we'll be talking about. Oh man. Don't get me started.
0: Okay. They've lost so many games in the seventh and eighth and ninth inning. Is Charlie Montoyo's game calling to blame for this?
1: Man, that... um, I do like to blame a lot of Jays' management. But... I don't know, man. I feel a lot of people are freaking out because they, I understand you want Charlie to go out and I'm one of those guys and like with the Yankees game the other night with those bullshit calls, you want to go out and make a scene and put that in the highlight reel so that when the guys are reviewing the tape, they see our managers pissed off and they're like, all right, let's look back and see. And yeah, it was a bullshit call. Like they barely even, I'm not even going to get into that. I was so yeah. pissed off anyways, but no, I mean, a lot of people rag on him. Maybe he's too much of a nice guy. I think he might be sometimes too much of a player coach, and I don't know if he has the like fortitude, the heart, to take us to the promised land. But I'm not yeah. necessarily blaming him for it right now. With the injuries, like him and Pete Walker, man, and I love Pete, they're dealing with a lot right now. And the way the starting rotation is being serviceable and everything. So, so no, I'm going to give Charlie the benefit of the doubt right now at 500.
0: I I think for Charlie Montoyo, he, this season is really important for him. I mean, the Jays took a chance on him. They they robbed him from, they stole him from the Tampa Bay organization. He was fairly low level. He didn't he didn't even have like AAA management um, uh, experience, and they brought him in. So he, I understand he's learning on the fly, just like a lot of this team is, but the bottom line for me is I don't know if he's making the right plays at the right time. Like, listen, don't call Cito Gaston. Like, the guy's had two terms. He's good. Don't call (laughs) fucking Jim Fagosi or, like, uh, fuck, yeah, don't, you know what? Maybe bring Gibby back. Maybe,
1: maybe as a... Dude, Gibby might have been arrested last night. (laughs) I was talking about that with my mom. Like, he might have been charged. He might have hit somebody.
0: You know... I mean, I, 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 to be honest, 100%, I missed that game, and I only heard little bits and pieces, so I don't know. I, I haven't gone back to watch it yet, but I, I want to. But um, I'm curious if Pete Walker doesn't get given this job at the end of this season. If, if the season. If the Jays end up at, in fourth or third place in the AL East, I'd be surprised if Pete Walker doesn't get promoted to manager
1: and when Toyo gets cut. You know what, man? Honestly, I'd be okay with that.
0: I, and I don't know if that's a hot take or not, but uh, Pete Walker is the only guy left over from two regimes, and he obviously management likes him. Obviously, the players like him. He does he does his work. So I don't know. I, I'm just I'm curious because, like I don't know. I, I I I you see him more. You see him chewing gum like like the gum up with his wife. Like he is on the bench chomping away, and 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 Charlie just too cool. He's just like yeah. laying back, you know, he's like, you know, you see him getting a little heat, maybe a little bit of sweat falling off his off his, off his, off his chin. Uh he's not, he's not he's not he's not showing like seriously, if if, if fucking uh who's that who's a dick face? Uh Chatworth, if if he chat right, chart right, cart right, cart right, cart right, right. Fuck. <laughs> if when I watched him fucking give away that Boston game, I was starting to sweat on my couch. They he was cranked. I was starting to sweat on the couch. I couldn't get over the fact. Like, what is going on? Just fucking put it on a tee for the guy, would you? Yeah. I was, uh, throwing in the dirt, throwing it wild. Oh, my God. I could, I could, anyways, fuck, I got to get, get off this topic. For, for me, char, Fuck, man, my heart rate's like, I wish it were my heart rate monitor right now. You'd be like, beep, beep, beep.
1: <laughs>
0: for me, Charlie, I'm going to tell you, this is make or break year. For I know this is, it's, it's, what, third season on the job. But this yeah. fucking guy didn't make or break this year, man.
1: It has to be good. I um, agree with you too because guess what? These contracts for these kids are going to be coming up soon, man. So we can't just have this guy just nice tell us, you know what? At the end of the year, oh, we're making the right steps every single time. I mean, going out shaking the umpires' hands. Fuck that. Fuck doms. Yeah.
0: So let's go let's rub go. your balls and then go shake their hands because fuck yeah. this. Fuck this. <laughs> All right. You want you want anything else? I, like, I'm done my I'm done my uh, my rant and my uh, little bit. I know you added something to the uh, to the call list.
1: Oh, yeah, uh, just Josh Allen threw out the opening pitch, the Buffalo Bills QB, rocking the Jays gear, going up, pretending Vladdy's his boy, you know, the DAP. I absolutely love it. Jump on the bandwagon with us young guys, like Bills Mafia, like jump through some tables for us, so let's go. Let's go, baby.
0: Let's go eat some wings, drink some fucking beer. Let's go. Let's go.
1: Hell, yeah, I love it. I still want to see if he did a good pitch because there's nothing worse than a pro athlete throwing out a terrible first pitch. Uh.
0: Nothing will ever beat 50 Cent. 50 Cent was the absolute worst. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, you could tell that guy has no athletic gifts at all. Like, he no. can lift weights with the best of them. Can't fucking throw a baseball.
1: No, not at all. Poor guy. No.
0: All right, my dude. Um, this is fucking Jay's edition. I don't know, I don't, I, I don't know what the next one's going to be like. Because if there are 500 when we meet again in a month's time... I don't know how I'm going to react because this team needs to fucking go. Let's go, baby. That's what we fucking scream every every edition, Leafs or Jays, or fucking good, bad in Toronto. We fucking scream. Let's go. This is the time. Buckle in, Becky. Let's go.
1: Yeah, let's go. And I'm telling you right now, the next time we meet, whenever we do this in a couple of weeks or whenever it is, If they are 500 or worse, I'm going to be fucking pissed off. We just talked about how easy the schedule is. I'm predicting we're both in a beautiful mood. There are a ton of games over 500. We're cruising third place. We're going for that wild card. Let's go.
0: Okay, I'm just going to pull this up, okay? So here's the stat. Uh, Not the stat, but you have Baltimore for three games, Miami for two, so that's five games. You have Baltimore for another four, that's nine, and then Seattle for three, so it's at 12 games. In that twelve games, ten wins. What is, ten wins. Okay, I'm putting that in for our notes for next time.
1: Okay, I'll uh, say I'll say and, and just put like little asterisk nine wins, whatever, make okay. it more safe. But dude, literally, yeah, you can give up a game or two here. I I wanted so bad double sweep of Baltimore, but knowing Jay's luck, so what? One game in one game in Seattle, one game in Baltimore, maybe some bullshit.
0: Yeah, I think that um, I think there's a good chance. I'm good chance they sweep Miami. There's, I think, when you look at, I mean, Baltimore is just such a shit show that they should take all the games. One, this two, first three, Baltimore series uh, is six, seven, this seven first- That's nine, and then yeah, okay. So you said nine. I'll t- I'll I'll say I'll say eleven just to be a little brass about <laughs> it.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, and then and then we'll revisit it for the next edition. Um, loser has to chug half a bottle of Southern Comfort. Not a big deal. Okay, cool. So, um, with that being said, uh, do you think Nate Pearson actually makes a start for the Jays?
1: Man, I don't know, because I actually wrote three names in order of how I think they're gonna be coming up. So Patrick Murphy, Thomas Hatch, Nate Pearson is third. So I don't know. I'm, I'm, I think I'm with you in saying no to Nate, but the way this oh fuck man, no, no. Yeah,
0: I agree. I don't and I don't think even even think it's worth it because Mahoney is is doing really well. Uh, they, who, like I thought, said, bring uh, out
1: Patrick Murphy, man. You bring that yeah. guy up too,
0: like lead well, Nate down. I think they, I think they did call him up. I think he's been called oh, they, up.
1: They, okay, okay. I yeah, see. I
0: think he pitched tonight in, in New York. Um, oh. Yeah, because just right before we jumped on, I heard Buck Martinez be like, "Oh yeah, for, got a Blue Jay debut coming right up." So I, I think I think Murphy is going. I know.
1: In. I know TJ got pulled in the fourth.
0: Yeah, and I thought he did all right. Um, last time I checked, the Jays were up, but then uh, I think. Um, What's his, what's his tits hit a two-run home run, so the Jays are down by one. But um, I, I need the Jays to take at least one game out of this series out of New York because if not, that's just like, that, that's a, you're, you're battling with a team right above you, and they are only one game ahead of you. Just fucking win, you fucking shitheads.
1: Yeah, or you better be taking three straight in Baltimore, like right away.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I can't see that. I can't see them being bad against Baltimore, but if they are, we might have to reevaluate. That's all I'm saying.
1: Welcome to 2021, Toronto, baby.
0: Yeah, man. All right. With that being said, Bob Walker. Oh, wait. Do you have any hot mama takes?
1: Oh, yes. Oh, good. Fuck. I can't. My favorite part of the whole fucking podcast. Okay. Two hot takes. Number one, Vladdy, clear-cut MVP winner. I know the shock. Let's go. I know the shock from our fans. Mama walks would have a positive take like that. The clear-cut MVP winner. He'll win. And number two. He will have a better career than his father when all is said and done, including Jay's championships. Not biased at all. Not biased at all. I love it. I love it. And you know what the first thing I want
0: him to do? I want him to take that fucking trophy. I want him to go to Montreal, fucking eat some smoked meat, grab a poutine. And I want him to be like, this is a championship that Montreal was supposed to have in 94. But you guys got fucking robbed.
1: Yeah, and by the way, let's see if Montreal is as big of a pussy as the city of Toronto, and they light up all their buildings in blue for the Jays like we did for the Has. Fucking pussies, that fucking was pussies. That
0: was fucking bullshit. bullshit. And you know what? Fucking one John Tory. I wish I could vote for John Tory. was like, what the fuck are we doing here? We don't do this. CN Tower. Oh, oh we're Canada's national power. You're in fucking Toronto. You're in fucking Toronto's national power fuck off, fuck your mother, fuck you.
1: Let's go, Jays.
0: (laughs) Yeah, go, Jays, go. (laughs) Take me out to the ballgame, baby.
1: Oh, let's go. All right, everybody, peace. Fuck me, right?